0: I believe our very lives are a matter of stewardship. The way that we use what we have matters to the one who made us. He intended for us to manage this life and all that comes with it. This is a podcast to connect the dots of all the ways we manage the substance of our lives, from heart work to housework, from relationships to identity, from purpose to desires, wellness, creativity, and everything that makes up our lives. This is a sisterhood centered on Christ. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts, and transparent talks on what God is teaching me as I wear these different hats and manage various things just like you do, only differently in my own style for his glory. Listen in. I went on the Bible app and I'm looking for a devotional to do and there's one that I hadn't heard of yet so I kind of go through um, a couple days of it you know just in one sitting and there was something that seemed off to me. So I went to the Google <laughs> and I looked up this ministry. And one of the things to me that's, that felt kind of off was they they spoke about, you know, community and, and Jesus's love. But the way that they spoke about Jesus to me, it didn't sound like he was Lord is the best way that I can explain it. And I went on to read or, or you know, Google the person that this, um, devotional kept referencing because I was like wait a minute so I go and I look up this person and this person has a lot of new age beliefs and this person is in a church even though it's not the church and and I just I was like oh man what is what is this you know the best way I can describe it is what is this shenanigans like what what is happening right now So I'm reading through what this person supports and the different things. And this isn't some legal, like this is not some political situation. That is not what I'm talking about here. This is, this person is um, just really venerating, you know, people that they follow that, that um, were their quote unquote, spiritual turning points and spiritual masters. You see where I'm going with this? it was a mess. And I thought, oh my goodness, I knew something felt off. And obviously it was the Holy Spirit saying, you know, check that. And this is what we're told to do in in the word of God. We're told to test all spirits by the word of God to see whether or not God, right? Because there are different spiritual, uh, spiritual forces out here. And, you know, we read about this. We know this, this is in scripture all over the place. Um, And it is so important that we are You know, really, we keep this in mind when we are taking in information from the world, taking in information from other people. And some of the information that I was taking in and some of the things that I um, had opened myself up to, this person was actually saying was one of their biggest um, spiritual turning points, Um, one of their spiritual, quote unquote, awakenings. And I should have known, you know, I had, you know, years ago, I had books, you know, referencing this whole thing. And it was basically a system of categorizing people by using your personality. Some of you may know where I'm going with this, but I had to repent of using any of this. And it was one of the things that God had laid on my heart a while back and I hadn't even picked anything else up about it. But before this, Mind you, I had read actual books on this topic, actual books, and this is something that is really prevalent um, with other believers. And here's the thing, you know, we talk about conviction, um, and I, I think I did something on conviction in the episode about, you know, Samson, but there are different things that are not okay. there are certain convictions that the holy spirit give you know this is not me putting my convictions on you but this is me sharing and repenting of a conviction that the holy spirit laid on my heart and he used (laughs) god is so good because he used something to you know really just dig this mess up out of my own heart so the enemy of our souls wants our hearts he wants our minds and he wants our allegiance. One of the other things I believe he truly wants is our identity. And if he can get us to, quote unquote, identify as this or as that, and we, before we know it, we are, we're not, we're not saying that we're, we're followers of Christ. Now we're saying we're followers of this or we're followers of that this belief system or that belief system, and God is not a belief system. God is God, and <laughs> we believe him based on what he's done, what he said, and um and what Jesus did on the cross. There is no other way, and this is not something we made up or thought of, and honestly, if we, really, if you think about it, it's not something we would have ever, you know, we want to be Lord over our lives. We want to do what we want. We want things to be relative. We want... You know what I mean? To manipulate different things in in the spiritual realm. If we're really honest, we want... It's why Eve ate the fruit, right? She wanted to be... She wanted this power. She wanted this knowledge. She wanted this... So when people talk about having found some sort of special knowledge... So when we hear about some sort of hidden knowledge and we, we... All of this stuff, we have to realize it does come from somewhere, and the reason why it sounds spiritual is because it is. And this is something that God laid on my heart. This was the conviction that I experienced, and even talking about it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, um, this is this is tough and this it, it, it sucks. But if something that I've messed around with has influenced or affected you or someone that i've spoken to in any way i've got to do something about that i have to repent and that's why i have um so the enneagram i read books on it and it was like finding your number i've even like spoken to friends about it and i've sent them like little quizzes they could do and it sickens me because here's the thing anything that tries to give you some special knowledge about yourself. And you begin to identify. I'm using air quotes. again. Your See, identity. This is what I'm getting at. This is our, this is, you know, we talk about oh, get your identity from Christ and your identity is in Christ. This is exactly why. <laughs> because if not, you will place your identity in something else or give something else the ability to quote unquote know you. Um, so that you feel, you know, and here's the thing, I'm always seeking understanding about things personally, you know, I, 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 I really like psychology. I like to know the ins and outs of things and and, and why something is the way that it is. And I like to research things and all of this stuff. And I feel like this is what I was talking about, about before, when I said the enemy knows what we're susceptible to, and he knows what we're sensitive to and he also knows what we struggled with before we be- we were believers of Jesus Christ and followers of him and that is the problem that is why we have to guard our hearts and i'm constantly saying that maybe i'm constantly saying that because god's saying that to me you know i i, I truly believe that he he speaks that to me so much um and that's the other thing um instead of you know here's the thing the enemy wants us to look at everything for answers but God. Isn't that interesting? He wants us to go to science. He wants us to go to astrology. He wants us to go to um, chemistry. He wants us to go to um, anything that he could then use because he can take that and then say, cause doubt. Or he can cause a disruption in our you know, our relationship with God. And this is not to say if you've ever, you know, if you've ever done anything that was against God, is a sin, you know, anything. That's for each and every one of us. But there are some things that we can do that will lead us slowly. See, here's the thing with the the enemy and, and the believer. I truly believe that he does not do this in one fell swoop. This is something that happens little by little. You start to read your Bible a little less. You stop going to church. You stop, you know, um, asking for forgiveness. You start leaning more on on apathy instead of compassion. You start, he gets these, he gets with these little, what's he going to use? He's going to use what works. The enemy will use what works. And there are different, we all have some sort of, you know, um, some sort of weak place you know within our armor we have something that maybe we struggled with in the past and the enemy is really really good at bringing up something that you were already prone to he's not going to be able to tempt you or me with something that we're not tempted by he's not going to lead us astray he can't lead us astray with something that we would never even mess with so there are certain things the enemy he, his, his tools are, even his tools are finite, so there are only but certain things that you can be tempted by, and I'm talking to you personally, just like for me, there are only certain things I can be tempted by, you know, and those are the places that, you know, we talk, we hear um Paul with, we hear about the Apostle Paul and the thorn that he had in his flesh, we don't know what that was, you know, some people say it was blindness, there's been a bunch of different things, I'm not sure what it was, um, and to me, it's not as important as the fact that he had a thorn in the side. I don't know if that was a temptation. I don't, whatever. My point is we all have a weakness and these are things that we have to take consistently over to God. And it's something that I let my guard down and I didn't guard my heart. in. and even when I felt like, uh, should I be doing this? I still did it anyways. You know what I mean? And, and, and I rationalized it. That's the other thing. If you have to rationalize something and. So this is not me. This is not me sitting here telling you you're sinning or anything like that. This is me telling you a fine of my sin um, and the things that I had to repent for. So why is the Enneagram a problem? So the Enneagram is a problem is because it seeks to basically group or categorize you and the problem with that is it's not in scripture yeah that's the problem the problem is it's not in scripture you know and this isn't some legalism where it's like if you can't find that in the bible then it's wrong you know i can't find uh, you know should I eat this or that in Scripture, you know, to say that this is wrong? you know, uh, but my point is in saying that is anything that tries to or, or attempts to tell you who you are as a person, as an individual, it is not coming from God. So we can use psychology, for example. This is why we have to bring everything back to God. All of these things are just studies of what's created, right? Science, we're just studying what has been created. Um, You know, the stars and everything they used, you know, some people might say, well, astrology is not wrong because the wise men used a star to find, you know, to find um, Jesus um, to find. No, no, no. This is different. That was literally spoken to them by God. This is a different scenario, It wasn't telling them who they were. The stars were not telling them who... The the wise men were not told who they were by the stars. You get what I'm saying here? Like, this is where I'm going going with all of this. Our identity is in Christ or it is not. It is somewhere else. And it is going to be manipulated by other things. It's going to be manipulated by what culture says is um, acceptable or permissible. It is going to be, um, you know, everything that is taken... And, and this is why I say like the enemy typically does not tempt us with things that are just necessarily straight out, like bad, right? He's not going to really tempt the believer like that. It's not going to be stuff that's bad. If you listen to the last episode um, that I did, it was episode 38. I'll link it. And it was, excuse me, it was about Jesus's temptation and, the things that the enemy came, came to him with, or I should say came at him with because it was an, it was an assault, right? So I know this probably Sam just like, there's no notes in front of me, like <laughs> which there, I mean, typically there's not anyways, but there's no notes in front of me. This is me speaking from my heart and off the top of my head and just sharing with you um, what God showed me personally in the, convic- the conviction of the Enneagram. Anything that seeks to tell you who you are apart and aside from Jesus, I, I think we should run from that. And I've said it in other um, other episodes where I said if anything points you back to you or you being the God of your life, or the Lord of your life, or anything that just points you back to yourself and your humanity, you should run from that message because ultimately it all comes back to God or it doesn't come back to God, you know? And we, you know, there are different things that we battle with in our flesh and in our fleshly desires and different things like that. It is why Jesus had to die. and, And it is why, you know, we have to repent. And it is why, you know, there are different things in this life and in this world that we have to be careful of as far as guarding our hearts and as far as you know, testing everything by the word of God, not by our imagination, not by our opinion, not by what some other cool Christian person says, but by the actual word of God. And it has to come back to that. And if they, if we find no place of whatever that thing is in God's word, then we should just throw it out. You know, scripture says that we should take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, which means we need to put it under him. So if you read something tomorrow Like, can that go, like, where, what place does that thing have in your life, in your heart and in your mind? Like, what place does that thing have? And is it under God, under his authority, under truth? Is it under that or is it this thing, this extra biblical thing that we're doing? And when I say extra biblical, I mean these things that we try to, you know, add on (laughs) that are you know not conducive to us following Jesus getting deeper in our walk with Jesus or letting God's word be the alpha and the omega like being the first and the last and having the last say so another human being can't tell you who you are um and some sort of system a systematized identity categorized system I'm you get what I'm saying there is nothing Um, that should take your identity and tell you who you are, but Jesus. So you are not a, a blank number with the wing of blank. Like that's not who you are. You're a child of God. Your identity is in Jesus. Our identity is bound up in the risen savior who died for us it is not in some sort of category or system or personality trait our personality traits do not make us who we are our personality traits do not make us who we are our identity is in Christ and we have our living our breathing our moving our thinking everything in him and it says in colossians says that all things were made in him through him and by him and through him was not anything made that was made i'll have to link that too uh my pastor did an amazing job breaking down colossians and even when you go to church your pastor the leaders in your church Bring it back to God. This is what I'm saying. This is what I am saying. God never tells us to meditate on who we are, He tells us to meditate on the Word of God. My identity is not in the Enneagram, and neither is yours. And it is dangerous when we mess around with things that we don't even know the origin of, and we want to use them you know, to put people in categories and to then put that on top of people as far as who they are or what their leanings are toward. Because guess what? It says that when we were in Christ, we are new creations. So how can another person, another human being or a system tell you who you are? Like, that's the biggest question of it all, right? What? Seriously, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. So what man-made, thought up spiritual, I'm using air quotes, system or category or teaching can tell you who you are? God knows. Nothing else, like <laughs> no one else can tell you who you are. And yes, you may have certain tendencies that you struggle with. Guess what? We can take those to God um is it smart to know what those those characteristics are that we struggle with i can almost tell you that you already know what those are you already know what you struggle with because 9 times out of 10 those are parts of the, that's a part of the reason why you've come to to jesus in the first place even though it says no one comes to him unless he draws them but here's the thing you didn't just you saw your need for him in those quote unquote personality traits that got you to him you already know This is why when we look for confirmation of who we are outside of who God says that we are and outside of the word of God and the spirit of the Holy Spirit, right? Because there are other spirits, the Holy Spirit then this is where we err. Like, this is where we err. This is where I'm, I'm talking to myself. Like, this is where we start having issues and we've got to bring it back to God and who he says that we are. And the fact of the matter is that some of us are a little more prone to this than others. Why? Because maybe your sense of self it has been something that the world has told you you need a greater sense of or you need to know you or you've been rejected so much. So find out what's wrong with you. I'm just throwing some stuff off the, off the top of my head. Like in Queens, we would say off the dome. Like, <laughs> like off the top of my head to just remind you that you don't have to go outside of God to get what God has for you. You don't have to go outside of God to see who you are, because that is in Christ. You don't have to go outside of God to figure out your weaknesses and your frailties. Anything that we ask God, it says that we know that we have had our petitions met. So we ask these things in faith. If it's something we really, truly, truly want to find out, we don't have to go to people for that. We don't have to go to systems and categorize, you know, be categorized in some sort of system to find out what that is. This is the lie and the trick of the enemy is that we need something more than God, as if there's something more. Like I'm being that's oxy, that's an oxymoron, right? Like we need something more of God to find out some deeper meaning in the meaning of life. The meaning of our life and our the purpose of our life is to follow Jesus, worship God point other people to him and have a relationship with jesus like literally um repenting when we find ourselves on a path we should we have no business being on if you need a visual for this i would um one of the one of the things that i love is um it's it's called The Pilgrim's Progress and it's based off a book that I've read several times and my friend told me about it two ago. I think it's like two years ago, and they actually have it on Prime Video. It looks like a cartoon and you think, oh, there's not gonna be much to this. Talk about a visual for following after God and veering off to the left or the right. You know, scripture talks about that all the time, not to look to the left or the right, right? To follow, follow God. And every time the the character in this book and in the movie is called Christian, right? It's an allegorical tale. So he starts getting off the path and meandering down places he's not supposed to go. And every single time it gets him into trouble. And I'm talking to myself right now. With all the things that I love to research and learn and do, how's the enemy going to get at me? You see what I'm saying? So what are the enemy will use, and I'm, I'm seeing this more and more, the enemy will use what is going to be successful. He's had some time to learn. He understands our humanity better than we do and our sinful nature better than we do. And, you know, he understands the way that he can take things like unforgiveness and get us down a path we shouldn't be on. Like, I am not sitting here as an expert before you. I am a real person who deals with real things and I'm just thankful that I'm thankful for conviction because it means that I am his and I I gladly take it even though it's hard to take, (laughs) it's hard to take, but I'm so thankful Um, and I'm going to be real with you, this whole thing Um, and even though I hadn't read anything about the Enneagram in like over a year it still wasn't something that I, like, totally excluded. You know, I'd still read some stuff here and there about it. i um, like, but before, we're talking about before all of this a couple of years ago, I had a book on it. Literal book. So, oh my goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. All right. <laughs> I wish, like, I was standing before you right now um, with something different. And, and, you know, I I don't know what else to, to say. I think I've said enough. Hopefully the audio isn't too terrible on this. Nothing is hidden before God anyways, right? A lot of the times it's, I feel like God's waiting for us to just really accept um, the conviction and, and accept what it means we have to turn away from. And it is something that I have turned away from. And it is the Enneagram and pretty much anything else like it. Um, I don't need to know any of the letters associated with my personality. Um, We can go to God for all of these things. We do not have to be quote unquote typed in some sort of system to find out where we best fit. Um, Am I saying if at your job, they have you taking some assessment to see what you're good at and that's part of your job, that is something between you and God. Um, I cannot, I'm not here to tell anybody what's permissible for them and what's not. I can just tell you for me and myself <laughs> in this house, um, I'm pointing to, I'm, 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 touching my, my heart as, as for me and in, in this house right here, um, I've got to go to God for every single thing. Um, and there's certain things that I know God is telling me. That's not for you. see, that is not for you. Um, I built you in such a way. That is not for you. And this is um, a conviction that I have. And this also an encouragement for you to really start looking at the source of everything. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of some, something specific and I was like, no, actually, um, no, really question the source of everything because scripture tells us to, especially if it's spiritual, you really, we really need, I really need to take that back to the word of God. And test that spirit to see if it's even from God. I'm gonna link everything I possibly can in the show notes. Um, if, like I said, if this sounds scattered, if this is just me, um, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that if this is something that you've had a thought about or if you've questioned, um, I don't think that it's ever wrong to question everything. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and taking that to God and taking it to God's word and the definitive and the final answer on everything. God's got that, like God's got the answer. Um, and we don't need to go to man or anybody else. I'm thankful for a body of believers. I'm thankful for, for the accountability. This is also another encouragement. If you are not in a church somewhere, um, that is preaching from the Bible and, um, you need to be. Um, you really, really need to be because it is because there are other believers around me that can hold me accountable and love me to God's word and to God's best, because that is the best. Huh? I feel like that was a mouthful. Um, I'm not even sure how long this episode is, but I, I just pray that this would, um, how about that? How about I just pray? (laughs) Let me pray. Um, Father God, I just, I thank you so, so much for, um, your, the, the, the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the conviction because it means that we're yours. I thank you personally for the conviction that you laid on my heart about the Enneagram and about anything else that is trying to tell me who I am apart from Jesus. I'm a new creation. And so are all those listening. If they are not, dear God, I pray that they would, um, that you would begin to draw them by your, by your Holy Spirit, by, by all the different things that they may struggle with. God, I pray that you would use each and every one of those things to draw them to you. I pray, dear God, that you would help us to focus our eyes on Christ truly in every single area, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and knowing that you are Lord over every single thing. Daily, dear dear God, we have to be in your word so we know what truth even is. That is the lens of grace that we are able to look through to help us to live the way that you created us to live. And as new creations, God, I pray that people will be able to to look to us and see a peculiar people, a royal priesthood set apart for you and for your glory. And God, as we are being sanctified, um, some of it is painful. The things that you are removing, um, like the dross from the silver and the impurities from the gold, it sometimes, God, it hurts. But I'm so thankful, that who better to put us together than the one who made us to begin with God. I just praise you. Um, I worship you. And I just thank you so, so much for not leaving us the way that you found us. And I just pray that you would continue to just make your people bold for your namesake and that you would help us to stand and walk in truth, following after Jesus in everything that we do and continuing to bring every thought captive um, to your word. I just thank you so much for all those listening. I pray if there's anything that they're struggling with, if there's anything that you've convicted them on, God, I pray that they would not ignore it. I pray that they would not, um, and anything that you're trying to do in their lives or, or remove, God, I pray that they would allow you to do so so they could truly have that abundant life that you say that we have in Jesus. That is the abundant life, dear God. It's not material things and it is not possessions. It is us having you um, and uh, living in this life and in this world, God, without the fear of, of what's to come. But we thank you for your conviction. We thank you that you are holy and you want your people to be holy as well. Dear God, I repented before you, before my husband, before my sister, and now before everyone that listens to this podcast. And God, I pray you would use it in some mighty way because everything that you do is good. So God, I pray that you bless all those listening. I pray that you would encourage them in your word. And dear God, if you've convicted them of anything as you have for me, I thank you for that. And I pray they wouldn't ignore that. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Huh. Until next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well? God bless you guys.